Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound. And you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, this is Dr. Drew, and you are listening to This Life... With Bob Forrest and Dr. Drew. Here we are. Oh, my goodness, what a life it is, Dr. Drew. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my God. I just got caught listening to this life, and I thought about the last 48 hours. Don't. don't. Oh, my God, this life. How did it become this life? Yeah, more like this country, this life. (laughs) But before we get on, Bob, hold on a second. got to get some business taken care of. I have to mention that we are proud to have some amazing sponsors. Uh, the First Lady of Love, our executive producer here, has hammered me to remind you all about these sponsors, so I'm going to dutifully do so. You can go to doctor.com and get these products to include Hydrolyte, available at Rite Aid or at hydrolyte.com slash DREDREW. And for a limited time, the listeners save 30%. Just click on that Hydrolyte banner and use the code DREDREW18 at checkout. It's Hydrolyte, H-Y-D-R-A-L-Y-T-E dot com slash Dr. Drew, and then Dr. Drew 18 at checkout. We have a new product called Genotex Tox Protect, created by Genotox Labs. It is a really interesting product. It starts with a simple one-time cheek swab to establish a patient's DNA identity. Once submitted, the sequencing is completed. Then you have this DNA sequence to verify that any subsequent urine samples matches the patient. So you don't have to observe anymore because you know for sure it is the patient's urine. In addition, they screen for synthetic urine, irregular values that would indicate dilution or other adulteration. Pretty much guarantees accountability. This is a major problem. It's all we have in addiction treatment. The only test is the urine tox screen. We really don't do blood tests or anything else. And by the way, they're not as good as the urine tox. So that's our test for addiction. I'm excited to see this service being used, and I think it can significantly improve chances of success and treatment. So think about sharing it with your facility. Go to drdrew.com slash toxprotect. Uh, that is my website, drdrew.com slash T-O-X-P-R-O-T-E-C-T. And then, Bob, here's a product you may like. It's True Niagen, dietary supplement designed to boost key cellular resource called NAD, or nicotinamide adenine dinucleotide. And to learn more about the research science of true niagen, very impressive. Go to doctor.com slash true niagen. That's T R U N I A G E N. That's at our website, true niagen. And uh, I'm for your lover. I'm telling you, the, the uh, data there looks very impressive, as you might think about that. And of course, last but not least, our friends at Heal. Uh, this is an amazing product, has the potential to change health care. Uh, you get a licensed, highly trained, hand selected physician in your home on demand, on your schedule. Guaranteed within two hours, flu shots, physicals, sick, sick children, sick adults, whatever it might be, they will come to you. It's a mobile app that puts the power bond of medical care in your fingertips. Simply sign up at heal.com, H-E-A-L.com, 
and uh, they're available seven days a week, 365 days a year. And the regions that are being covered by HEAL are growing. Right now it's Los Angeles, Orange, San Diego, and San Francisco counties, Washington, D.C., Northern Virginia. They accept all major insurance plans or it's just $99 all in without insurance. Check that out at heal.com slash D-R-E-W today. Now, are you happy, honey? Let's get on with the show. Uh, I want to welcome our guest today, Dr. Casey Jordan. She's a criminologist, behavioral analyst, attorney in private practice. She's currently host interviewer for ID, uh, ID what, what do we call it? investigation discovery, Wise with Knives. Uh, she's a consultant yeah. on many uh, television shows, including she saved my ass, Bob, during the Jody, <laughs> Jody during the Jody Arias trial because she was. Which the, one was that? The, the girl that cut the guy up in the shower? Yes, that, oh. and shot him. The the ultimate wife with knife. Yes, <laughs> she, really she got convicted, it. right? The other one, Casey Anthony, didn't. Yes, Casey Anthony. We still don't know what happened to her little baby, but but uh, Jody Arias was. Oh, I know. Oh, well, you do. Want to tell us? No, oh, I mean, <laughs> well, she gave no, it. A you know Z- how it she goes. gave it. We a can't Xanax. prove it, but we know. Yeah, but she gave it as Xanax. Let's let's fill in the blanks. Mm-hmm. She gave it as Xanax so it wouldn't cry, so she could go party, and the kid probably Some, died or, or something. Got in the pool or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. something like that. Yeah, no, and I then absolutely the buy that theory, a, and that was why the case was lost was that they they stretched too far with prosecution. But that that so called Zanny the nanny, uh, assuming that Xanax was the nanny, yeah. is actually the theory I buy most yeah, into. I, I, yeah. I, I, I like that, that too. Be, and, it, and then the dad knew, found the kid, or knew it, and yeah, the dad was involved yeah. in it. Yeah. And da, 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 da. But uh, Casey, tell just I'll give you a chance to tell us where we can find you, websites, where where if people want to see more of your stuff. How can you miss a wives with knives? It well, caught my attention right away. <laughs> Way, Drew. Well, but I know Casey goes lots of places. <laughs> yeah, no, just uh, my website is www.drcaseyjordan.com, and I constantly do um, case analysis for a lot of shows on investigation discovery, oxygen, A&E, and so on, uh, contribute to CNN crime coverage, and currently looking for a new project since Wives is uh, wrapping after five seasons. Fantastic. So well, you'll if anybody feel- needs some behavior analysts, I'm your girl. Well, I got some questions for well, you right but, off the bat. But, but hold on, hold on. She, but she's a legal <laughs> legal expert, attorney, and and she teaches. You still teach at John Jay? Uh, I've taught at John Jay for 10 years, and I've been at Western Connecticut State University for, I don't want to tell you how long because we'll figure out how old I am, but 27 years and uh, in the Division of Justice and Law Administration. So, yeah, just uh, 30 years as a career professor and researcher. So talked to a lot of people, interviewed hundreds of inmates, uh, expert on violent crime, and basically the why behind the crime is it's never answered, but it's the constant uh, journey that I'm on to get the answers. Well, let me ask you the question that I wanted to ask because I saw in an email that we were going to be talking today. So my wife is obsessed with the ID channel. She watches many, <laughs> and many, and many women are. Murder porn, we What call it. is it's that? Murder why porn. is it so popular with women? Women, yeah. Well, and Dr. Drew is correct. Thanks, thanks to South Park, it is called murder porn. And the tongue-in-cheek answer is that the reason it's so popular, especially wives with knives, uh, is so popular with women in my demographic is because we all want to kill our husbands. So it's kind of like fantastical. You know, you live vicariously through the stories of women who've actually done violence. And uh, the, the serious answer is, 
that um, even though, you know, not all women do want to kill their husbands, people are fascinated by crime. They cannot, normal people cannot fathom how criminals can kill their, their loved ones, their spouses, betray people, abuse their children. The, the fact that we're not capable is why we are obsessed. Uh, and women, of course, are socialized to be docile and maternal and pious. So it's it's kind of like walk, watching a perfect train wreck to see a woman go off the rails and actually do the violence that we think we're not capable of. But I would argue, having interviewed hundreds of these women, everyone is capable of it. Well, and yeah. our life's goal is to find a way to manage these impulses. So, so I would, I would, I think I would drill it a little differently, and I would say that women all have these violent fantasies but only the psych- mm-hmm. but only the psychopaths really commonly cross over to acting Act- this stuff out and and that that fantasy okay. fantasy reality divide i think is fascinating to women um oh gosh there was some other piece of this too i was thinking that they they would the oh, oh they also love they love condemning other women so they they know they oh, have the fantasy yes yeah, so they know <laughs> they have the fantasy but they control it this bitch lets it out, well, what, <laughs> and there's envy and all sorts of emotions attached to that. What about real sympathetic deaths? Now, one of the original stories on ID from 15 years ago was that woman in San Diego who was beaten continually and, and neglected this is the and the pharmacy abused. thing? Yes. Yeah. And then she finally killed the husband. She was convicted because it was yeah. conservative San, San yeah. Diego court. I, I was Casey, so I, sympathetic to that woman. Like – in Paris, ah. in France, that's just a, mur- uh, a murder of passion, a passion or whatever. Killing, yeah. yeah, and here it's treated the sure. same as premeditated. Go into a bank, shoot an innocent hostage. Yeah. It's equal. That that always fascinated you know, me. You're absolutely right, and the 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 reason I think we are fascinated is because some women truly are. It's a crime of passion. It's it's a lifetime of taking abuse or, or suppressed memories of abuse that, that, that bubbles up and, and culminates in one violent act. But there are many women who use what we call your chivalry hypothesis, the fact that the criminal justice system is still dominated by men, the vast majority of law enforcement and corrections officers and judges are still men. And they still have that kind of outdated notion of women as the victim, women as this, you know, uh, disadvantaged uh, entity that needs our sympathy. But some women use that to get away with murder and they know exactly what they're doing. They know it's wrong. They plan it. And then they do that kind of switcheroo, um, that disingenuous, you know, he had it coming and, and I was abused and everything else. But that was part of their ploy. So you have to be on guard for those very conniving women as well. See, t- t- Casey taught me about psychopathy. I, I, we don't, you and I don't deal <laughs> with psychopaths very often. We don't deal with criminals. We deal with drug addicts and sociopaths, no. and that's yeah. a different thing. And she, she, this idea of you know acting as if and not really having emotions and really not caring about other people at all—that that's a very hard thing for my my head to get around. And uh, that's that's what we're talking about here in these. The people. question is. Drew, are they born that way, or are they made that way, or yeah. is it a combination combo. of the two? I've so. always, I've always thought combo, and we keep arguing back and forth with nature, nurture for a hundred years. It's, it's a combo. It's always both. It's always both. Yeah. Sure. And, and that's the point. It's like if it, if it exists in different percentages in each of us, the combo, then we've got to figure that out if we're going to either get the person help. Or keep them in prison well, I'll give, for the rest you, of I'll give you an example just in addiction, right? So my both my parents were alcoholic. I have three sisters. Mm-hmm. One was afflicted and I was afflicted. 
one just drank and took Xanax for 40 years and died of cancer, and the two other kids are normal, right? Why was I the Mm -hmm. one who became a heroin addict and all these kind of things? It was the environment. Mm. There was no heroin. My sisters are 12 and 14 and 16 years older than me. Mm -hmm. There was no heroin. When Ah. I come along in high school in 1979, there's there's cocaine and heroin and speed, and it's all cool. So the environment... Has a let's, tremendous influence on the outcome of the person's life. Now that we're getting into that, I, I believe the '70s was the most toxic period of American history, maybe ever. And and the things like the Kavanaugh's we'll never that, see it eye to eye. It was the greatest time in my life, Nate. But tell on. him. But I know, Mike. I, 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 I know, Bob. But but the Kavanaugh thing for me was again the historical context of those behaviors. You can't go back in time and use the regular standards. That's the mistake of all of this. Well, that well. But that's an issue. That's one issue. Casey, do you have any opinion about that? Right. Yeah, I mean, because um, Dr. Ford and I are about the same age. Um, and I remember going to those parties as a 15-year-old. I can completely relate to the stories that she is saying. And I grew up in a very good household, was absolutely taught to avoid that sort of thing. And yet it was just a normal part of teenage experimentation in the in the 70s and early 80s. And, and encouraged, um, highly so, encouraged by the culture. Highly oh, it encouraged. absolutely occurred. Yeah. Absolutely occurred. And, no, no, and not just again, occurred, but it was encouraged. Um, he's it was, saying it was encouraged encourage. by the culture. The culture encouraged this it was sort encouraged. of... Yeah, the sort of weird... The culture encouraged the it time. and... And honestly, that it was just understood that it was a teenage rite of passage to yes, sneak out and go about. to those well, parties. That's, that's normal. Uh, I remember it. people. I remember uh, classmates of mine getting completely dead. I grew up in Oklahoma, so they had something called Everclear there. Yeah, oh, baby. Oh yeah. <laughs> One hundred ninety proof alcohol. I know, uh, but I remember a 15-year-old girl convinced that she had the flu because she had flu-like symptoms and was so innocent she had no idea that she'd been involuntarily intoxicated because people were spiking drinks yeah. with Everclear of all things. Oof. So, I mean, that stuff really did happen. And there was nothing else to do except go to other kids' houses, you know, at, over the summer in the middle of the night and, um, you know, engage in that, that flirtation and engage in that drinking just to be cool. It was peer pressure, but it really was different. We didn't have a whole lot of information back then about what we were doing to ourselves. So alcohol, as I've said forever, whenever you find an adverse outcome in adolescent or young adulthood, alcohol's always there. So that's number one lesson of this whole thing. I hope society yep. begins to talk about but, it. But, can but number we just, two, okay. how women and men were encouraged to behave. And I mean women and men, I mean teenagers, which the the, the I think the adults at the time were just just did not know what was going on. We're being encouraged to behave in a way that was rapacious and and um, exploitative of one another, of one another. But particularly, the men were being encouraged to behave in ways that was just reprehensible. And and I, I and I think that somebody needs to talk about that. I I started looking through the pages of the the 1970s Playboy magazine that you've hidden in the closet. No, 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 no. They're online. They're online. Susan. Oh, oh, they're online. And and I found one article called "Just Slip It in Her Drink." Yeah, how you can said, how you can just the go Bill Cosby, yeah. the Bill Cosby yeah. and, method. And I found other feminist articles encouraging women but to engage in agenda. behaviors that were are just contrary to their instincts. That's your agenda, but but 
here's here's my take on it. I was not slipping th- any anything into anybody's drinks, and nor were anyone I knew. Mm. Now we're going to go back thirty five years in history and say everybody was putting roofies in girls' drinks. That's not what what it was. No, what that's the doctor is talking about is this more. I think I was a part of. I'm fifty seven. The first generation that was treated like adults when we were like thirteen and fourteen and right, 15. which was flawed, deeply it, flawed. I agree. And it comes from that philosophy of we're going to raise our kids differently. Yeah. Right? Yes. We're not going to raise them in this patriarchal, Victorian, you know, corporal punishment way. So all of a sudden, everything was a negotiation with me. Yeah. I I was a negotiator with my mom as to what the rules were. It's perfect for alcohol. At 11 or 12 or 13. Perfect for an alcoholic. (laughs) Oh, man. Is that perfect? It was good. Eventually, I asked her to move out of the house, and I just lived in the house by myself. What? That was negotiated. Oh, my God. She and I weren't getting along. My dad had died. And when I was 17 and, like, the beginning of senior year of high school, she and I had argued about dinner or something. I wasn't home for dinner or something. And I said, you know, this isn't working. Was this your mom or your sister my, mom? My mom, my grandma mom. Yeah. And I said, this isn't working. Why don't you just move to the – we had a retirement house out in the desert. I said, why don't you just move to the desert and I'll live here by myself? And she said, you know, Bobby, that sounds like a good idea. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> wow. got, so crazy. So, so when you're yeah. when but, you're making adults out of children, yes, you're gonna have then this. And I this, would argue we're still doing that on college campuses right now. Oh yeah, I, I think it's part of the. Oh, um, yeah. I see it every day. Yeah. Yep. So, but in the early '80s, when Dr. Ford was talking about this, it was a culture of mixed messages for young women. Believe yes, me. Yes. Um, you know, we were on the heels of the women's movement and the, the the '60s with you know free love and drugs and everything else. But even though women were told you can do anything you want to do, own your body, you can you know, don't let anyone tell you you can't do things. Anything a man can do, you can do as well. It wasn't really true, and men were still operating with the mentality of happy days, not the '70s show. Well, but In but terms but Casey, of when their, women their entitlement w- to women, right? And 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 when women behaved in the way the feminists were requiring or urging, and it didn't feel right, they felt flawed. They didn't measure up to Correct. the standard of the day. So there's something wrong with me that I can't behave like that. Can you imagine? Damn. The ones here's here's an interesting yes. thing. In 1980. I joined the Communist Party of America <laughs> of course you did. because there was these girls in there. Like I was an insecure boy who didn't know what to do. And yeah. there were powerful 19, 18, 20-year-old girls. I was 19 yeah. that told you what to do. And they told you how the world worked. And so I just followed them. And there was a lot of sex involved in that. Yeah. And it was empowering of women. That's why you get Madonna three years later. Well, the psychoanalyst may have something to right. say about your behavior there, but, but I, will not, yeah. I will not dive in. It just but, seemed like a cool organization to be yes, a part I get, of. Yes, I get what you're saying. <laughs> I, and look at – watch The Deuce. You watch The Deuce right now on uh, HBO. I can't is, watch him. But, he just – he's just – I well, don't like him. But it's uh, it's so funny. I like him a lot. But but it, it, it's it, – the, the women in that story really are accurately portrayed. It's very, you see all these conflicts mm-hmm. playing out. And, the, um, the, yeah, I saw a few episodes of the backside of it, yeah. But, Casey, okay, so let's get back to the Kavanaugh-Ford thing. The, one of the first things that I, I want you to speak to, if you wouldn't mind, is the nature of memory and what the legal system does with that. Because memories aren't screen movies. They are reconstructed phenomenologies that decay and change and alter over time and circumstance and suggestion. Oh, it's just so complicated what memory is. And people, I think, in this country believe memory is just a, an actual movie of what happened, which is yes. a thousand miles from the truth. Oh, but 
Well, true. And so there's all this, and you'll know it better than me, but biological and biological and neurological basis to memory. Uh, and there can be a lot of impact uh, on memory by drugs and alcohol. We know that, but also by trauma and also by the adrenaline rush of, of something horrific happening, can sear things, uh, to use Dr. Ford's phrase, to can sear things on the brain uh, so that they are indelible. And I have to give her credit. Let's not forget, she, uh, she teaches biostatistics. She has a PhD yeah. in psychology. She actually does know the science of memory. Uh, and I, I find her belief about her memory to actually be even more validated because of the training that she has. But memory can also be very clouded, not just by trauma, but by denial. And we talk all the time in criminology about convenient memory and memory in the interest of self-preservation. So that movie reel that you referenced, Dr. Drew, that you think is going all through your head, it can be modified in the interest of self-preservation. Something that makes you so uncomfortable that you can't function, you can simply recircuit it, kind of edit the reel until it is a movie reel that you can live with. We know people do that. The question, I guess, if you have a he said, she said situation, is is Dr. Ford doing it? Is Mr. Kavanaugh doing it? Or are they both doing it? Well, I, um, I believe them both. And that I, I, really I, I, brings us down to issues of credibility. Who is more likely to be credible, to be believable and have veracity to their story? And this is where I think that I don't care. I don't care. You should because they're both they're no, both telling uh, the truth. No, I don't, I don't care. I don't care in the rabbit's that. hole that media goes down. That. Whether she she remembered it, whether it happened or not, yeah. the way he behaved in that court, I don't want him on the well, Supreme that's a Court. Issue. No, it's that's a the issue. issue. He's in a job no, no, no. interview for the Supreme I, I Court. So that's called judicial temperament. Okay, so maybe you want to speak to that yeah, speak bit. to that. Speak to uh, alcohol well, alcoholics who will defend their right to drink in the face of adverse consequences. <laughs> Oh, oh, and, you know, in the interest of full disclosure, I was married to that man, right? So I was married to an alcoholic and I, uh, you know, somebody who gets on the stand and goes, I liked beer then, I like beer now. Um, that does send off a little bit of alarm oh, bells. Every think, counselor in America was texting me. <laughs> yeah. So, all right. So the, the lawyer in me needs to just point out to listeners that uh, because I keep having people email me and text me and go, wait, what happened to the statute of limitations? Let everyone be clear. This is not a criminal trial. Yeah. Nothing can happen to Kavanaugh other than he may not get a job promotion. Right, okay. Right. There are no uh, other real world consequences to his behavior, you know, 35 years after the fact. That's why so, it was so shocking. He, he couldn't control himself. Right. And for us, sitting on the sidelines, this is all about character, judicial temperament. Is he going to be driven by the letter of the law or is he going to let his personal experiences cloud his judgment? And we, nobody, you know, judgment doesn't exist in a vacuum. We're all influenced by our environment as we established at the beginning of the show. But the real question is, if he is of this temperament of such disregard for, um, first of all, for Dr. Ford, but for, perhaps for women in general or for sobriety in general, uh, then is he inappropriate for, for the bench? And the reason you have so much outrage is simply because everyone seems to be rubber stamping him based on his credentials. But it has to be more than credentials if you're going to sit on the highest court of the land. Can I say you who, have to who, be a the person most, who the of most incredible character and judgment? And I don't trust his judgment at all. You know, and I don't, I don't believe that he... Um, 
I do find that things he say are credible, but I think he's recre- recreated his memory in the interest of self-preservation well, to the point where well, he could pass a polygraph. Well, if you memory, ask him if he did yeah. that or didn't do it, he could pass it because yeah, he I'm believes sure he what could. he's saying. And he I'm is sure, self-brainwashed. Here's the thing. I'm sure she can. She did, and I'm yeah. sure he can. But here's the issue. We're all going down a rabbit hole. It's the same old thing with these two polarizing ideas in America getting us all to look at the bright, shiny object. The fact is he's emotionally unfit for the bench. End of story. Bring on the next novel. That's all. It's not about whether they they had this event. I don't care. It's up to them and their families, and I'm sorry, and there's a million events like that in America. He is unfit for the bench by his display of anger, rage, uh, inappropriate following of of order of the court. Well, there were two two things that that I strummed out for me as it pertains to what you're talking about. One was that that was unleashed without understanding the impact it would have on women and Dr. Ford's testimony. You know what I mean? Because it sort of, in the morning, I was feeling so good. I thought, oh my God, this is great. We're going to have this public conversation about this big issue. And I don't know who did what, but I don't know. But let's talk about it. And I want want school kids to see this and think about it and talk about it. And then the afternoon was unleashed without any regard for that. Right. And and also there was, you know, white privilege on display, man, without understanding the impact uh, it has on somebody who talks like that would have on the populace in general, and then the judicial temperament issue. What so, a, but what about this? You know oh, who I heard is... backed up by the senators, Drew. Say, backed up by the senators. Yeah, by the but senators. The, the level, by Lindsey Graham The level particular. of agitation... Right, Lindsey Graham. Oh, my God. Yeah. And... They're all auditioning, <laughs> also, they're all auditioning for Trump. But Trump is Trump. Let Trump be Trump. Yeah. Don't let Lindsey Graham now is going to be Trump. Kavanaugh is going to be Trump. <laughs> no, no. This is crazy. But let me tell you, the most nervous person in Washington watching that, I heard from a friend of mine that lives in D.C., Justice Roberts. Why? He does not want a does conservative want majority being being represented by this kind of mentality and there and there is thought that mm. he wants this nominee to just go away because you have dodd frank coming up you have roe v wade's not going to come up if it, well, if it the, gets the, gutted the, but yeah, you have dodd frank you have citizens united will come back and back and back yeah. and if it's five conservative judges nominated by five conservative uh, uh, republican presidents yeah. it could break this country in half. So, and so Roberts is the absolutely. only reasonable one on the court at this point, in my opinion. So, so Casey, And he's a gas. As it pertains to Roe But I think that's why you saw so much backpedaling yesterday. I've never seen Trump so, like, middle of the road. Oh, you know, Dr. Ford is fine. She's, I admire her. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that is because I think what you're... I mean, yeah. really, it was like, oh, my God. Did you somebody think, spike their drink? You think it was ju- Justice Roberts how everyone called? started backpedaling. And they knew that the, that the display of rage was literally the cat out of the bag and that everyone could be, was beginning to see this clearly as a war on women. So although, I do think that although, even Trump understands he's got to pass this one over and go to somebody else on the list because and this will Drew, be a terrible Drew legacy. I, Drew and I talked last night because we go back and forth like he's my older brother that we argue all the time, argued the whole way home. Well, Bob didn't know. <laughs> Here's a Bob freak except, Bob out. Bob, except, we, except what? 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 Except that you're younger, Drew, so he can't be your older. No, no, no he's three <laughs> years. He's three years older no, than I'm me. Three years older. I'm three years older. <laughs> but, but, but. Oh. Sorry about that, Casey. I, I, don't, I don't like to advertise. Oh. But my wife put on a big party <laughs> when I turned sixty, so everyone knew about it. But, 
but but hang on. But okay. Bob Bob was freaked out when I said I know, didn't like going down the rabbit wait, hole. Wait, hold on. What Bob freaked out about was he's you know all of our patients, Casey, have uh, report severe trauma in childhood, and I I think of that course. you know I feel that the dysregulation that occurs in adulthood that leads to addiction is essentially evidence that that childhood trauma occurred. And and, uh, and but I started talking to Bob about you know how flawed our memory system is, and he went, "Wait a minute, is there a possibility that the trauma didn't happen to these people we treat every day?" I said, "Look." You start with the presumption. You believe what they report. That's your job. But we, we don't know. Yep. We don't know if it actually happened. There's no way to tell well, I think what actually happened. A, I think what happened was – In fact, in withdrawal, trauma, trauma – in withdrawal, particularly from opiates, trauma symptomatology and trauma memories are, are induced – People, you notice it watching withdrawal. Yeah. I mean, wow. I do, I've been doing it for twenty five years. The one thing that I noticed about the woman was she uses. Well, then take, take it, keep it away from that, please, please. Why? Because I don't want to talk. Because I don't want. I want. I don't want. See, the, he's the one saying. I don't want the blood. Susan, I'm willing to go there now that we're talking about it. And <laughs> yeah, but, Drew is doesn't but want I, to. I, I don't. I, I don't have wanna... some thoughts myself, okay. and it goes in a completely different. All right, direction. but I don't want to. I don't want to be accused of saying I'm not believing, uh, uh, Mrs. Let's Dr. be Ford. the radical I, center. This is about whether he is qualified to be on the Supreme right. Court. This is not about who had sex in 1983. Okay. But it's also about not destroying his whole life over something well, that was that, talked about that that's happened the times 36 we live years in. ago. That's the times sure. we live okay, in. So, so, okay, that's what we need to talk I about next. Like so we're we're going to take a little break. Be right back. One of the most crucial components of addiction recovery is accountability. Part of what makes addiction so difficult is the inability to self-regulate. Now, this is especially problematic for those in outpatient recovery or pain management program. And while the facilities require regular urine tests to ensure compliance, frequently the actual tests are not even observed. And this led to an epidemic of falsified samples where patients either use someone else's urine or widely available synthetic urine. The result is a lot of addicts carry right on using undetected and they get none of the benefits from treatment. The only objective test we have for addiction is the urine screen. Now, recently, I learned about a new solution that virtually eliminates the possibility of faking tests, even in facilities where they are unobserved. This is called ToxProtect, a DNA-verified drug test and lab service that provides 100% sample authenticity. ToxProtect was created by Genitox Labs, can be used in place of any standard urine drug test. It starts with simple one-time cheek swab to establish the patient's identity. Once submitted, each subsequent screening uses DNA testing to verify that that sample matches the patient. Additionally, ToxProtect screens for synthetic urine and irregular values that would indicate dilution or other adulteration. In other words, this pretty much guarantees accountability. I'm excited to see this service being used, and I think it will significantly improve an addict's chances for successful recovery. I'm going to be talking more about Genitox Labs and ToxProtect on future shows. Thankfully, ToxProtect is being used by more and more facilities every day. Be sure to ask for it by name wherever you or your loved one is receiving care. To get more information or share it with your facilities, go to drdrew.com slash toxprotect. That is drdrew.com slash toxprotect. Well, you know how I love our friends at Hydrolyte. Uh, look, even if you're training indoors, dehydration is a real issue. Amateurs, pros, we all have it. Water and sports drinks do not do enough for rehydration. I strongly suggest you stay ahead of your hydration with Hydrolyte. Best way to stay hydrated was the proper balance of glucose, sodium, and water. And Hydrolyte does this better than anything else out there, I'm telling you. 
everyone swears by it. Everyone in the training community, it, it just does it better and does it without as much calories. And it does it faster. And, uh, you know, whether it's rehydration, uh, recovery from exercise or illness, whatever it is, I've been recommending it to family, friends, uh, patients, other physicians. Comes in great flavors like orange berry and lemonade and is available as a premixed drink, powder, or my personal preference, the effervescent tablets you simply drop in a glass of water. Certainly, the Pinsky family does not leave home without them, literally. Compared to sports drinks, Hydrolyte delivers up to four times the electrolytes with 75% less sugar. The solutions are appropriate for all ages, and each bottle or package includes easy-to-follow dosing instructions. So you can find Hydrolyte at Rite Aid or at Hydrolyte.com slash Dr. Drew. And for a limited time, our listeners save 30% on Hydrolyte. Just click the banner on the website at drdrew.com. Use the code DRDREW18 at checkout. That's hydrolite.com slash DRDREW. And use the checkout code DRDREW18. We are back. We are back. We're talking about the, 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 the we got dug into the Kavanaugh case. But, but here is the, it, what's at core, I think, Susan, of what you're saying is, what does it mean to live in a world where accusation of, by a woman of victimization is sufficient to destroy somebody's life? We've period. been living in it so, for five years. I know. I, and several friends of mine, like Chris Hardwick, have been destroyed by this. Al Franken. And Al Franken Les destroyed Moonves, by this. Les Louis C.K. Okay. But some of them... Without due process. But, but some of them seems appropriately, because there's a lot of... The Me Too thing is that there's multiple women stepping forward and said, that happened to Me Too, and that right. was that's sufficient then. But the problem is... Chris, I'm not discounting Hang on. That. I'm just hang saying on. We, this is the world we live I understand. in, and we're not going to not live in it. I understand Yeah, but that. other people are coming forward who... Maybe lying and making it well, worse. Well, but hold on. So they let's are. Say, a lot let's of say, them are. Let's say Chris Hardwick. So one woman comes forward. It was a bad relationship, whatever. That is on him now, and he's having trouble shaking it, even though it was one woman and it was disproved. So my question to Casey is, how do we navigate? I've been trying to th- figure this out, but where we want to support women, women wholeheartedly in their in coming forward and feeling yeah. comfortable coming forward and taking every complaint seriously, but not having every complaint stand as executioner. You, you know what I'm saying? Susan, yes. Susan said the magic words. And that is due process. It doesn't just have to be, it doesn't have to happen. It has to be taught to everyone that even though we know that, you know, that one Sparrow doesn't make spring and that it, you know, a bunch of accusers could be getting paid. You never know if that's possible. The key is to simply gather information without making judgments. I mean, as the attorney in me has to go in there and, you know, you do your, your instructions to the jury and you can see which ones have already made up their minds and it's really heartbreaking. But it, this is a practice. It is a practice. The ability to control your own bias, to control, um, your the the influence that the media has on you and to make up your mind for yourself is the process of gathering evidence, which is why I'm very happy to see the FBI investigation. But I'm also very disconcerted because I do think that the Senate has made up their mind, yeah, the yeah. GOP, yeah. and they're just going to do the old boys network thing. Uh, I happen to believe Dr. Ford, but I also want to point out that I think it, Kavanaugh could have saved himself if he'd gotten his ego out of the way, it would have been completely acceptable to me and to a lot of women if he had said, you know what, something like that happened. And we are going to agree to disagree on exactly what happened. But I was there and I was disrespectful. I didn't believe I attacked her. Do you, do you remember the Kobe Bryant apology yeah. that came out? Yeah. After? Yes. And it did so much to heal because he said, I, I am now 
I now understand that perhaps the sex was not consensual. It was massive. It was it's a massive concession. And if Kavanaugh had said something like that, people would say, good, at least he's not calling her a liar. At least he's saying he was a flawed 17-year-old boy and we can forgive him and move on. But he wouldn't own one iota of it. Uh, and that is why I think everyone's turned against it. I, I want to uh, because we believe it happened. Everybody but Trump and eleven Republican senators. No, even, on the even Trump softened it. But but let but I want to yes. mention a, an idea that a friend of mine had, Ethan Bierman, a, a, another radio host at KGO, with me in San Francisco, and he's in a, he's a legal law student, a smart guy, and he said, you know, in Rwanda, after all the horror there, there was reconciliation courts. Is there any El Salvador? There was too. Yeah, the is there camps. anybody? Thinking, I mean, did you ever watch him? I, I, I treated people running yeah. away from that stuff. Is there anybody anywhere talking yeah. about some sort of procedural process like these reconciliation courts that that we could create to sort of so it's not so there is a process that people can apply to. You know, uh, most people see the reconciliation courts as a sham. Oh, but I what I was that. just talking about, the, <laughs> the, the concession. But I, I, first of all, I've got to tell you, I've been so heartened by the incredible number, millions of men who are, are including like Senator Blumenthal, so many who've said, we, we, we are on the side of women in this. This is not us ganging up on Kavanaugh. This is us saying we, we stand with the women. And that has been really good because what we have to do, Drew, is just change the culture. We need men to understand and acknowledge that these things do happen to women far beyond their comprehension. And yes. that just because they can't relate right. doesn't mean it doesn't happen. No, that's right. Once they admit that, then yes, there is some kind of coming together. Women want to be able to feel safe. And no, we can't do anything about the injustice that's happened in the past thousands of years of, of rape and assault. But the whole idea is that women want men to understand this happens, that, that, that we're not liars. And then I do think there is some hope for reconciliation, but only if it's a genuine change in culture and attitude and that men look at women as, as believable, credible, and not these, you know, lying um, nasty women who um, are out to get them and ruin their lives. And the old boys that... network has to crumble. The, the idea that you stand with a man just because he's a man, man's oh, a man, no, mano a mano, that I has think, to I, stop. Think that's I, don't, I don't know that that exists, but they, uh, in the eighties, there no. was, uh, but, <laughs> well, yeah, you know what? In the it East, does. in the East, I'm sure it does. Yeah, it just it does. doesn't so much out here, but not out here. But, it doesn't, but I, I a, would say 75% okay. of the men I know agree that she's telling the truth and he's lying. But listen, I, I broadcast with Lauren Savan on, on radio every day, and she is the first woman to say me too. She was the one. Al that, Franken. No, 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 she, no, that's Leanne Tweeden. Lauren was the one that Weinstein did the potted plant thing to. Oh my God and, and in she, heaven. And she just said, and she had talked about it for years and she told us all about it. And then when, when somebody stepped forward and said, he, Weinstein attacked me, she went, me too. And that started the whole damn thing. But, but I've learned from her exactly what Casey's talking about, which is this need for some sort of acknowledgement. And I'll tell you something strange that, not strange, significant that happens in men that we need to see more of. I, when I think back to that era myself, I think, oh my God, w- w- could I have hurt somebody that I cared about back yeah. then? Because we mostly cared about these yeah, women. Yeah, we all have done. Yeah, but you know when I mean? Louis C.K. did it, it ruined his well, life. Well, that's the, why and, we're scared and freaked out. Franken did it and it ruined his but life. But that's why we're and freaked also, out. maybe he was drinking and he doesn't remember it. And men have different Louis memories. Doesn't, and Louis doesn't drink. But stay with me. Stay with me. I no, think we need Louis, to see men, genuinely camera. all men going, but if we have participated in any way that harm women, we need to really think about it. No, no. There's definitely a def- definition of men. 
those men on that on that panel are all in their 80s. I know. It's the ridiculous. difference between 50-year-old men yeah. like ridiculous. us and 80-year-old men. I grew up in a time where the interesting thing that happened in college was uh, – and I don't know what class – and the, it was reported on the Facebook, same thing. Uh, came in – I think it was feminist, feminist women's literature or something. Came in. It's a line drawn on a chalkboard. Boys on the left, girls on the right. The professor looked around at all the boys and said – uh, name some things that you do on a daily basis to keep yourself safe from sexual assault. Oh, that's interesting. And yeah. Everybody yeah. just sits there yeah. going, all Men the boys sit there going, what are you fucking talking <laughs> yeah, about? Right. And then the girls. And you watch, you know, it's half, a, a, half a classroom of men watch 70 things listed that's a great... with pepper spray and flashlights and don't go there, don't Man. do this, don't, don't dress yeah. this way at going to this place. Wow. Right, that yeah. is a powerful thing that us fifty-year-olds grew up knowing. Mm-hmm. The eighty-year-olds didn't. Yeah, yeah. They need to go. Yeah. These eighty-year-old people. <laughs> and I love Diane Feinstein, and, and I I love her to death, and I will probably vote for her. But they, she needs to go she too. Wasn't anybody, harassed in any, her 20s. anybody. <laughs> They all need to go. Well, Casey, settle this for us. Here, we're, we're, what we're talking about, right? It's a this, generational but, but thing with men. That's right. what I say. Before Casey, Susan. I, I also uh, think – Let Susan talk, then I'll finish it. Okay. Women's <laughs> intimacy is different than men's memory. Like a woman will remember being with a guy – somewhere on one particular day because she had feelings for him and intimacy and he has no idea that she was even standing there. Right. So like a woman's memory to me can be more intense than a man's because men just well, kind of go on their way. It's, it's tagged to intense feelings that well, men Well, it's the way we're share. socialized. Yeah. It's, we're socialized to be hypervigilant for danger and to uh, pursue love and to, you know, to believe we should make ourselves as attractive as possible and so on. The, the, I think we're all right to, 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 to have a meeting of the minds, but the culture has to change. I do agree that there does need to be some fresh blood in Washington because that's the only way it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, but in the meantime, we've got to focus on the problem at hand, which uh, is that you've got a nominee and in one week he, he could very well be confirmed. And that does not bode well for women because you know, Naomi Wolf could have written about backlash 20 years ago. It is still so alive and well. What I have found is that where um, misogyny exists and sexism ex- exists, that now that it is politically incorrect, it just goes subterranean. And it, it's, it's attacking women in ways that are not at all um, provable, enforceable. Um, you know, I filed complaints with the equity officer at my own university and found out that she was in the old boys network. It's very hard to do uh, change when you don't know who your friends and enemies are. And we don't know who is old school and who is open-minded and open-hearted. So first rule is we train our children. We raise our children in an entirely different way to be respectful and kind. And then we call out people who are not um, treating people, but women in particular, with respect. And slowly over time, the change will become real. It won't become a politically correct, I'm afraid to say what I really think thing. It will actually uh, bring equality and less abuse and what does call to out mean? women. What, what, and is, hopefully, what does calling out mean? Calling out this. Oh, uh, calling out means uh, say it out loud when you see it and identify it. And... Boy, um, thank God I'm a tenured professor. I have to say that, or I probably would have lost my job because I do call people out and I, I 
take a lot of flack for it. Huh. But it, in, in so many cases, I mean, I have, I have unbelievable things said in faculty meetings where I work that, that are lawsuit worthy, but we're not going to take time for a lawsuit. The answer is to just say, did you really just say that? I, I think that's highly inappropriate. Say it to the At face the of the person who's being inappropriate, male or female. I got. I have to tell you, speaking up in real time is the only way you can make that. them acknowledge that what they're doing is terrible. And I when you like have that. people yeah. come and I'm not people uh, come and say they're being abused, harassed, believe them, and definitely stick with them through thick and thin to guide them to getting some kind of complaint on file. I have to say, I've interviewed so many sexual assault victims who say the only thing worse than being raped was getting raped again by the criminal justice system. Oh, I'm sure. Of that. So yeah. a support network. And that means stand by the victims is imperative. Um, I've got to tell you, Dr. Ford's life is irreparably changed. But I think because of all of the genuine um, communication that she has gotten by, we believe you, we stand by you, we support you, no matter whether Kavanaugh's confirmed or not, we know you're telling the truth and we think you did the right thing to, to put it on record. That's what she really needs at this point. I don't think she really even cares if he gets confirmed or not, as long as she knows she did the right thing. I think that's correct. I think that's right. Now, the old boys club is going to get tighter now. Like, the women are going to be pushed out. That's sort of my... <laughs> backlash. Yes, yeah. Backlash. I mean, I think I think people in business, women in business, are going to be fearful for the fact that they're going to be outsiders because they're not... They're not going to be in the room anymore. Because men are going to be scared? Yeah. Well, we got to yep. fight against that, you too. You are absolutely right. We got to fight against that, too, right? But I mean, the the we've yeah. got to fight. That that's I think what gets us here. We have to find solutions. And there was well, that's no, how I was trying to figure out reconciliation. No solution yesterday. It was the ugliest thing since the Vietnam War. Yesterday was the ugliest time in America in my life. Mm. It was so hideously ugly. The way Kavanaugh to, behaved, to, to the that way point, Lindsey Graham let, let behaved. Me read a, let me read an email from uh, Jan who said, I'm wondering if anyone's given thought to what's happening to Judge Kavanaugh's two daughters as a result of this. I think they're solid. They were praying for Dr. Ford. I know. I, they, to me, that was the, that was the <laughs> No, I'm not kidding. Yeah. To me, that was the highlight of the, of the I, It was afternoon. the only good part that yeah. you know, hopefully, you know. That's a 10-year-old, though. The older one may be totally traumatized by all this, right? And who knows what she suffers in high school at the hands of her peers. Who knows? Support? Well, well, I don't know. Maybe not. Well, I think you know. I th- I, I have my uh, own opinions. I think Doctor. Do we? Ford do we think Kavanaugh's wife is a lost cause that she will never see things the way we do? Yeah, she she was cold well, as you, a cucumber. But, but I think there, you have to she? you have to stay open to the possibility that 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 it didn't happen. That, that's what she thinks. Yeah, that's what, that's what the wife thinks. Or... I, I I don't I don't know that it's highly it's just probable. Like Cosby's wife. Yeah. yeah. It's just like Cosby. I, you know, Cosby. I heard Scott Adams say that is this. FBI investigation was probably going to work against her more than him because he's just going to say I wasn't there, and then they're going to start, they're digging, start into digging up her past. Her no, they're going to dig up all his lies about drinking, and this should be over. Well, that would be I, good, I'm but I think you. she's going to get the same treatment. He lied in public. I watched the original testimony. He said I was a choir boy. I didn't drink. I don't normally drink. Then yesterday he said I drink anytime I want, and anybody <laughs> that stops me, yeah, is, you question. can't stop me. I, like I drink. Beer. I like beer. I like beer. And um, if you can get him in the aloe recovery. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know what? Well, that something, was a shameless plug. Something happened. Bob. No, this is true. I just want to talk about this. Yeah. I had to pray about it. And you know I'm not a big prayer. Yeah. So, and Tom Arnold has verified this on this show. Bush started drinking in the second term. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. And I started thinking... If they try to get him help, because he is an alcoholic, he was. You can tell he's sober now, uh-huh. right? I, well, I, I wouldn't say sober, abstinent. 
he's no, he's in the Dry secret grunt. society. Yeah. He's in the. He's in the secret well, it's society. Not a secret anymore. <laughs> no, I did not pick that but, up at all. Yeah, I just got just. That's why he's there. so easy going and so joking around. Oh, oh, you around. mean Bush? Oh, I think Bush. Kavanaugh. Oh, no, no yeah, not Bush. Kavanaugh. Oh, yeah, Bush. Yeah, yeah. Kavanaugh's yeah. at the bar now. Oh no, with, no, I know with Bush. John Boehner. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. So, so listen. So yeah, I, I started thinking because Drew is the addictionologist in America. If they want to get him help, they're going to turn to Drew, and then I'm going to have to deal with I'm W. Have, oh, oh. I'm going to have to get. And I had now. to pray for about Listen, it that if it, he is does if he is in the group room, if he does walk through the doors, I have to be as kind to him as I am yes, to my friends. Yes, you do. And that it never happened, but I was ready for it, and it helped me as a person. Just thinking about it, because I was sad that he was drinking again. George W. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, and you could see Kavanaugh in one of the rooms, too. How about that? I, I imagine Kavanaugh's going to be calling me. <laughs> and, I, I, I wonder what I would do if the FBI called. And me and Mrs. Called. Kavanaugh are going to start a new TV series called Real Housewives of Al-Anon. Let me, one more thing here. Oh, what but, do you, we have, go ahead. Only Casey. men can change this, Drew. If I have to leave you with one sentence, it's that women can fight and we can protest and we can attack Senator Flake in the elevator and we can wear pussy hats and parade, but only men can change this. Um, because they have all the power currently. And doesn't, it is by example like and by um, solidarity with the female protesters who are just seeking equity that things are going to change culturally. What I'm, what I'm fearful of is this back and forth. I think there is going to be a huge blue wave. I think it might go to an even Senate because of this, because of suburban moms. i give you an example. My intake director at Aloe House Treatment Centers, yes, father was a Navy admiral mm. who's passed away. Great guy, Bob's father. Uh, his mother was texting him throughout the thing. This is despicable. Mm. You're talking about a Reagan re- Republican. Yeah. This is despicable. That's what a suburban mom in in Potomac, Maryland thinks. I can't wait till November 7th. But then are the Democrats just going to do the same thing, the tit for tat, the destroy Trump and back and forth? That's what needs to stop. Absolutely. That's what this is all about. It, politically, it's the fifty-fifty is is not going to help us unless people will reach across the aisle, yeah, and right, that is right. a very real thing. That's this right. whole idea that you can't compromise because it's a sign of weakness has got to stop. Um, change will only happen if people give a little bit in each direction, and then we can move forward. Yes, yeah. I, 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 I still have this fantasy. The of, radical center, Drew. I, I'm there with you, but I have this fantasy of some sort of reconciliation, something that, that not for politics, but for men and women. Some sort of procedure. It works for genocide, Drew, because there is no going backwards. Yeah. Way. And you know, it also uh, works because in the a, a long history of sexual harassment, sexual assault, rape being covered up. Only ten percent of these cases ever come into the, the attention of police. You know what I mean? A rapist not even getting jail time. I've got tons of articles on this. There is no reconciliation. People don't want um, it's, it's, it's abusers to ask for forgiveness. They want to see it change. They just want to see things change. Well, I, going forward, so, I think the change is upon us, but it's, I, I'm, the reaching back part is what I'm, I'm interested in. The but bad whatever. message, I think, for young men, and this is what Drew and I talked about last night, if you deny it, you get to be president and on the Supreme Court. If you admit it, you can never work in comedy again. You can never be – you have to resign from the Senate. Well, that's the, that but, is but, the Bob, horrible th- message – being sent to right. young men. That's correct. That's no, that's the part I'm trying to address. Exactly that is that. How do we get men right. on board and able to talk about this without great fear? Is there anybody that thinks that Al Franken should have resigned? No, 
not in a million well, years. No, did. but he did the right thing for the Democratic Party because he was setting an example that this is what you're supposed to do when you're accused. Right. You know, and he, he apologized immediately, immediately yeah. to the to the to the young woman who he had his arm around. I I was absolutely horrified to see him go, but I also was like, you know what? He is doing what we the honorable thing that we expect all men who have made mistakes to do to own it. And honestly, if Kavanaugh had owned it yesterday, yeah. I uh, two days ago, I would have just been like, all right, it, it, there's hope for this man. But well, when he dug in his heels and, and blew off the handle and, you know, spit in fire and she's she's lying and I'm not that then I knew he was a man without character. Yeah, Casey, that 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 what you've just said about owning it is the is the the emotional refrain I'm hearing from my, my female colleagues. That's what they're looking for. They specifically yeah. they pointed at, at Louie and said if he'd just gotten up and first owned it and tried to get I'm, I'm sure he's scared because he tried that the first time yeah. but it didn't well, work. But let, yeah. let, me, let me give you this example. Uh, the, the, you said this, we have a characterless society that cares more about Roe v. Wade being reversed then it cares – you have the Christian evangelicals in this country supporting Trump. Is Trump Christian in any way? No, 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 no. Is he Christian in any way? <laughs> no, that's a whole other – I'm not that's, sure that's, he's that's, human. That's another <laughs> podcast. Human that's another podcast. But, but it does – I'm going to wrap it up here. I'm going to try to wrap it up. But Casey, there was one question. I had. What's, isn't, isn't it the case – and help me with this – is about, about the worst thing that can happen to Roe v. Wade is that it will be returned to the states? Isn't it about the worst story? It, yeah, it's it's a terrifying concept. I know that Louisiana is probably going to be the first state uh, to reverse you know, it. But, to, but they should everyone. It, Cal- yeah, this, to reverse the it. Good news is California but will what, be here. Gonna, <laughs> California will but not that change. Just going to end up. You're just going to end up with a more polarized country. That, yeah. Quite seriously, then we might as well be just fifty different countries. But, but, but here's the this, thing. That was why. That was why Osama. Bin those states are being left behind. I'm one of the few people that've been to Huntington, West Virginia. I've been to Pennsylvania and Ohio. Those states and those regions are being left behind. They are going to become third world countries. Well, that's Casey's point. We'll yeah. Different, Within different. our own United that's States, it. and it's because they choose to. Yeah. Well. All right, we're going to leave it at that. Well, uh, but <laughs> go ahead, Casey. Last what, what? thought. Casey's last thought. <laughs> Casey's last thoughts. Uh, just, just that we don't abandon hope. And uh, you know, I guess the last thought I would leave everybody with is there is no substitute for personal responsibility. You, uh, as Frank Underwood from uh, House of Pride says, you are entitled to nothing. So he is not entitled. Kavanaugh is not entitled to just a pass on this. And uh, I would have liked to see him own it. And I, I think there's redemption for everybody, but only with ownership of your actions and personal responsibility. And I think when everyone, men and women alike, start following that philosophy, we will see the reconciliation you're looking for, Dr. Drew. DrCaseyJordan.com is where you can find Casey and look for her in many places, including Wives with Knives, where, <laughs> where Bob's wife is glued to her show. But <laughs> Uh, I hope I have no occasion to interview her soon. <laughs> and Bob has to plug himself one more. Yeah, time. what tell yeah. us about Aloe. Aloe? Yeah. Oh well, no. There's exciting stuff going on. I I've always felt guilty that we only you know we're in Malibu and Silver Lake, and so we're expanding to Long Beach and right. and Milwaukee. Oh my gosh, and Seattle. And oh, dude. Trying to do the right thing of like, yeah, people come away for treatment like you went to Hazelden, like you went to Betty Ford, but that there is outpatient aftercare in your region where you come from. Great. Aloe.com. Aloe.com. So important. Spelled. A L O. 
AlloaRecovery.com. Casey, great to hear your voice. Hope we'll run across you again soon. Thank you so much. Thank you. Always great to be here. Thank you, Dr. Drew. All right, bye-bye, guys. All right, that's about it for this episode of This Life. Check us out at KBC, B and uh, Lawrence Vaughn, 790 Midday Live, Talk Radio, Monday to Friday. You can also tune in every day live via the magic of the internet at kbc.com. If you miss it, we've made it simple for you to find all the shows at drdrew.com, the Adam and Dr. Drew podcast, the Sync One I Do By Myself, Dr. Drew podcast, This Life, of course, with Bob Swole Patrol, Mike Cantho at his new health and fitness podcast. You can uh, find us on Twitter at This Life Podcast, at Dr. Drew, Derry W, at Rehab Bob Forrest, and of course, our lovely producer at First Lady of Love. I think I know who that is. If you love this show, please subscribe and tell a friend. We appreciate it when you do. We'd love to hear your feedback as well. Send us a message. Join the email list at drdrew.com, drdrew.com slash contact. You'll also get a weekly uh, email from us on that. Uh, while you're at it, at doctor.com, please support our sponsors by clicking through the banners. We only advertise products that I can get behind. So thank you for supporting them, those that support us. And thank you for listening. We'll see you next time.